0: a massive impact in the world, and it's time. So let's do this. I am so excited for you to dive into today's episode. I have one of my dearest friends Edia Sapphire here with me, and I just freaking love her so much. She was on the podcast before a while back, and I'm excited to bring her back on today to share more magic with you. Edia is a human design oracle and conversation copywriter who helps mission-driven entrepreneurs clarify their personal and brand identity. She's the co-founder of Love & Light Social, a conscious digital marketing agency for seven and eight-figure impact-driven conscious brands. is actually helped me a lot with my brand and it has completely up-leveled so many things for me. And I just, I can't say enough amazing things about her and the work that she does. It's amazing. So in this episode, we dive into a lot of things around human design and marketing and human and he, how to basically run your business based on your design something i'm super like nerding out on lately and the way that edia shares about this and explains it and breaks it down is just so easy to digest and understand So when you listen to this episode, make sure that you tag us on Instagram and also check out the show notes so that you know where to find and connect with Edia after this episode because you are definitely going to want to see all the things that she is offering and sharing to help you up level your brand and your business. So without further ado, let's welcome Edia onto the show. Hello everyone, I am here with my amazing friend, Idia Sapphire, who is a master of a lot of things like marketing, human design, making money in your business, live in your truth. And she is phenomenal. She's helped me actually a lot with my business in the past when I was launching a program and her guidance and assistance has been a game changer for me. And I'm excited to bring her on today to talk about human design and business and how you can create your business by design. I'm sure we're going to get into a lot of other things as we flow with this. And I'm really, really excited to share this with you. So welcome. <laughs> yeah, I can talk forever. <laughs> oh, I love
1: you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about human design. It's one of my favorite subjects, so
0: nice yeah, excited to share. So, um what led you to, you did a lot more with like marketing and supporting with businesses with copywriting and stuff in the, in the past, and you're, or you're still currently, what led you to really getting into human design and kind of shifting your path in that way? Cause you've been forging a name for yourself, like a boss with that <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So it wasn't anything intentional, really. I still have an agency. I still do that for clients and I still love that work. But what really, it, in learning about my human design, it helps me to understand who it is that I am better. And in learning my uniqueness and in diving into that and honoring that, it actually helps me to trust my gut because I'm a manifesting generator in that system. It's all about gut response and emotions. And I felt really called to human design. Mm. And I just naturally like studied it. I'm designed to investigate and go deep into things. And I really like them. So I was like dipping my toe, dipping my toe. And then a dear friend of mine who is an energy healer, she I call it essential acupuncture she 's a licensed acupuncturist, but she uses essential oils and do a lot of energy healing and clearing even from a distance with people, mm. brilliant at what she does and she was doing some kind of session with me and, and my husband at some point, and she said, You should dive deeper into human design. I feel like it 's really something for you and mm. I was like she 's often right i 'm just going to yeah. listen to it i 'm just going to explore it i 'd wanted to anyway, and from there I did it and it's funny, I get a lot more attraction flow from human design than I ever did from something like copy or, or some of the marketing stuff that I did.
0: So I've just been sharing it and and really going with the flow in that. That's so awesome. And combining it with your expertise already with like marketing and business, Mm -hmm. I think it's so powerful. Yeah. And I'm so excited to dive into this because I have also been getting into human design and and learning. I'm a generator six two for everyone watching mm. <laughs> um, but i've I've been searching for more information actually mm. about human design and business. So if I'm a generator and with my profile, or whatever, like how should I like what is the best way to show up? In what I do, mm. makes sense. Yeah, it does like make what sense. is the best way to market mm. for someone of my design? What is the the best way to um, share offers mm. or you know sell or whatever like based on the design? So um, I would love to hear your take on some of that. Like when it comes to, I don't know, can you give like a quick like like a one sentence kind of thing for each one? Or is it like? Oh, well,
1: here's what I'll say. The beauty of human design is that it's unique for everyone. So you have a special compass. What works best for you is not going to work for someone else, Mm -hmm. unless they are like you. And when you think about business, the way I often think about it is not just from what your design is, which is whether you're a manifester or a generator slash manifesting generator or your projector or your reflector, um, your profile, the mask that you wear in this lifetime also colors that. Mm. So for example, for you as a generator, who's a 6'2", Well, you're a hermit in your design, you're a role model, and you're designed to wait to respond and then trust your gut. So if if you're talking about how do I show up in marketing or how do I uh, create offers or how do I sell? Well, ideally you're gonna work best when you have something to respond to. Mm. So the more that you can like ping your audience or communicate with them and respond to what they say, that's gonna help you. And then you're gonna trust your gut about what feels right to create. Mm. But on top of that, it's flavored by your six-two profile because you're a role model, so you need to embody it to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you're a hermit, so it's gonna have to come intuitively from you. It's gonna flow Mm -hmm. for you. Versus someone who is more of an investigator, like I'm an investigator in my design, I'm designed to research and go deep into things. So the way that I would approach marketing, even the way I approach marketing, you've experienced it, Mm -hmm. I do like deep investigation into people so that I have a body of knowledge to sift through and respond to, turns out it's my design. It's like the way my head centers are set up and all of that, like it allows me to be uniquely gifted at that. So I would say the best way, in a nutshell, the Mm -hmm. the one takeaway from human design is trust your strategy and your authority and everything else will work out for you but the long answer is it depends and that's the beauty of the of the system because it's unique for everyone it's this idea that there's no homogeneous way to grow a business or to attract an audience or to sell or to promote it's based upon who you are and what makes you unique and when you mm. honor that success is all
0: but guaranteed mm, so good so there's a lot of how many different profiles are there with the 6224 Well, they
1: are, I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but they're numbers one through six, and Mm -hmm. then they're different combinations. So you have a five one, you have a two four, you have a six two. So um, it varies. But and then two on top of that. The amount of people who have a certain design varies as well in the population, like I was reading someone today who is a one four so they're an investigating opportunist. Uh, they tend to be a bit more rare in their profile than um, some other designs so, mm-hmm. or than some other profiles so and so, also yeah. reflectors are the most rare design yes, yeah. they are the most rare design. although so I did talk to two reflectors like a couple
0: weeks so ago. generators are. Um, so generators are sacral authority, mm-hmm. always? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends.
1: Uh, usually sacral authority, there's a gut that flavors that. But because as a generator, you can also be emotional. Mm. If you are an emotional authority and you're a generator who is on the wave, you have a defined solar plexus. It means that you have to make decisions based upon your gut Mm. and your emotions. So it takes a bit longer because the emotions are like a wave that moves through your body. It's like source energy moves through your body, like the waves in an ocean. Mm. And so you have, because the ocean is constantly moving and ebbing and flowing, you literally have to sleep on things before you get the resolution. You'll never feel 100% clear. There's always a sense of like nervousness Mm. attached to that. Um, But you get to this place where it's calm, like the ocean is never hundred percent still, but it can be glassy and it can be smooth. And so as a generator, you can either be an emotional generator or you could be a pure generator. Um, Pure generator is someone like distinguished
0: usually between manifesting generator and- and So what's the difference between all of them if you were to like sum it up between generator, manifesting generator, projector and reflector?
1: Okay, so they all have different aura types. And a manifestor is the people where it's like law of attraction, go out, manifest it, make it happen. Well, that only applies to manifestors. And manifestors only make up about 8% of our population. Wow. So for the rest of us, we are designed to manifest and to show up in the world in a very different way. The reason a manifestor's aura is designed that way is because it's a closed aura. It's repelling. Mm. When you meet a manifestor in person, they can feel a little bit like distanced or you can almost get like, I call it like a bitch shield in a way, yeah. because you meet a manifestor and you're like, mm, I don't want to go near them. But <laughs> then you talk to them and you're like, they're an amazing person. They're yeah. wonderful. That is manifestor energy. Generators or manifest- most people the bulk of the population manifestors and sorry generators and manifesting generators a man gen is a different flavor of generator Mm -hmm. but they're still a generator Uh, they have an open enveloping aura so the world is constantly coming to you all you have to do is respond with that gut response or with your emotions and your gut response Mm. um You don't have to go out and you have to initiate things and try to make stuff happen. You just have to set a very clear intention and then wait to respond because life is constantly coming to you. And then you just have to respond to what's in your aura based upon your um, decision-making authority. And that will be right for you. Projectors are designed to have a penetrating aura. So they go right into the gut of a person and they... Wow, that sounds yeah. intense. I know, I know. So they're like, it's very piercing, which is why they must, their whole strategy is to wait for the invitation. Because if someone goes into your gut and, and you didn't invite them in, it can feel very painful. It's like a knife, right? Um, it's, there's no consent there. And so it can feel very like triggering, very painful for others. So they're designed to wait for the invitation. Mm. And then for reflectors, um, they have no definition and, and no inner authority, and they make decisions based upon the phases of the moon. Oh, wow. So they're most the ones who are most impacted by like celestial changes or, or the movement in the planets. Um oh, wow. That's how they're impacted, and they're rare. I want to say they're like something like 1% of the population.
0: So w- what's the wait to respond, wait to, for the invitation? hmm Is the, the projector. projector? Initiate is the... Um, Manifester. So I know, like, one of the main questions from a lot of generators is how the fuck am I supposed to wait? (laughs) to respond. What does that even mean? (laughs) I am not going to just sit here and wait. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that is the path of the generator in this (laughs) lifetime to learn how to receive, to trust that you don't have to go out and you have to make things happen. Life is constantly coming to you. You constantly have things to respond to when you trust in your design and you deepen into that feeling of surrender and allow yourself to feel worthy Mm -hmm. of receiving, everything comes
0: to you and you just have to respond by your gut so how does that um work with the generator who since generators they want to do more or they're always kind of like in the go yeah so when they're waiting to respond and operating by design is not aren't they already also designed to just keep doing stuff?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So oftentimes when I say this, people are like, so I'm just supposed to like sit around and wait. It doesn't mean (laughs) do nothing. It means that like you're constantly responding to things all the time. So for example, let's say you have this idea for a podcast episode and you're thinking, hey, I should totally do i don't know something related to quantum beings and then, <laughs> i just
0: recorded an episode earlier
1: <laughs> there you go and then you see something you're like scrolling on instagram and someone's like quantum beings blah 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 that can be a clue that you respond to that you know in your and your gut will tell you mm-hmm, i need to re- i need to go record that right now i knew it was right for me mm-hmm. um or Another example could be that maybe you're thinking of doing a partnership with someone. You're like, I would really love to work with this person. Instead of immediately initiating and saying like, Hey, I got this great thing I want to work with you, you sit back, you wait, and you're just like, I don't know, my gut feels right, but let's see. And then you happen to be like at a dinner party with them, and they're chatting mm-hmm. about something
0: they want to do, and you're like, This is the exact thing. So you, you can just... then respond. Got it. So basically, listen to the signs. Yeah. Pay attention to the signs yeah. and synchronicities and trust your gut and respond them yep. to them by the. Yes or no. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yes, no, maybe. Mm
0: -hmm. So pay more attention. I guess that's like the uh, underlying lesson for that.
1: Yep. Pay more attention and also be more embodied because especially for a generator, the decision-making is in the gut. It's built into your body. You don't necessarily need pendulums and things outside of yourself because your body is a pendulum. Mm. My husband is a projector and he'll literally, he's like, well, I've got a living pendulum right beside me. So if (laughs) something happens and I'm like hey, we have this dinner to go to, he'll prime my gut response. And if I'm like, "Mm," he's like, we're not going to that dinner. Like, there's no way. So because of that, you can, the more that you tune into your body, instead of being caught up in your head and thinking, like, trying to logic it, and you instead root into your body, you're like, what is my body telling me right now? Oh, what is my gut telling me? What do I feel? What am I feeling in my body? that helps you to make decisions much more clearly and much more quickly Mm. because you're so conditioned to ignore the physical response that
0: that often guides you. Wow. Mm -hmm. And why are we conditioned? Like, how are we conditioned? Like, just growing up of, like, not being in our design or not knowing this information or belief systems, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it's multiple things. It's that. It's also, um, there's this idea of the pent When you have more than one aura or more energy around each other, you start to homogenize to the collective. You mm. don't express the fullness of your design and the truth of who it is that you are. And so family dynamics tend to be some of the first interactions or the first environments we're in that start to suppress or layer who it is that we are. And then I don't know about you, but like not all of us, most of us don't come from families where like our parents are like ascendant masters <laughs> and they've like healed all their trauma and moved through all these things. Yeah. So when you layer that on top of it, um, it just, it compounds and it creates this opportunity for denying who it is that you are and, and suppressing what's right for you.
0: Wow. And human design, like the path of this can help you, is basically helping you remember who the fuck you are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially.
1: And doing what's right for you. Yeah. Because what's right for you isn't necessarily right for everyone else. And what's right for everyone else isn't necessarily right for you. Mm. Like, there are some people who are pure individuals in their design. They're not meant to do what other people want to do. They're not meant to pay attention to the collective. They're not meant to sacrifice themselves for the tribe. They're the kind of person who it's like, this building is burning down, and they'll like leap over you to get out of the door. There's <laughs> not anything wrong with them. That is them living their design. And when they do that, actually, they help other people who aren't designed that way to survive as well, because you mm. watch them, and you're like, holy shit, I gotta get out of here so um it's it's about uniqueness and understanding like i have a unique roadmap to the truth of who is that i am Mm -hmm. awakening and transformation and self-actualization looks different looks unique
0: for me based upon the way that i'm designed wow that's deep Mm -hmm. that's a lot and Mm -hmm. it coincides also with astrology doesn't it it can
1: yeah so it actually layers in several modalities it uses the I Ching, it uses astrology, it even leans on quantum physics with like neutrinos and things like that. So uh, Kabbalah also, like the way it was channeled, it just layers a lot of different systems on top of each other. And then they kind of work together to create this overall picture of who you are and and what you're here to do.
0: Wow. So how has this helped you in your life and in your business too? Like, wow. Like really diving deep into yeah. like What are some changes that you've made or like just how has it impacted you?
1: I mean, it's changed everything. It's it's changed my entire life, my business, my relationship, my relationships with others. I mean, that's part of why I was so obsessed with it. I just mm-hmm. went into it selfishly because as generators, we're here to learn about ourselves and to wake up. Mm. And I dove so deep into it because I was like, can when? you believe like there's a, like, you have to just like guess this stuff. Like it's yeah. here, you can, like you don't have to guess. You don't have to throw stuff at the wall and like wonder why things aren't working out. Like yeah. there's a whole roadmap. So yeah, it changed everything. I mean, from the idea that like, I would have questions like, am I really a marketer? Mm. I don't know. And I'd be surrounded by so many amazing like healers and coaches and things like that. And I feel like, well, I have certain capabilities. I have certain ability to help people in this way. And in my design, I'm designed to be a marketer. I'm designed yeah. to be a teacher. And it wow. just helped me realize like, oh, I don't have to do all this stuff yeah. or be more. It's that just who you are. It's just who I am. And then even from like business relationships or partnerships, there are times that I've had a gut response where it's like, even though logically I know I can help this person, my gut, for whatever reason, it doesn't make sense. And there's no amount of money. There's no amount of like anything that could change that. And wow. when I've ignored that, It was deeply traumatic, toxic, terrible interactions. And when I honor it, it's like better than I could have ever even imagined. And I didn't have to do anything to make it happen. I didn't have to go above and beyond. I don't say do anything and like, I just sat back and yeah. I kicked my feet up and I was like, "No, oh. it wasn't like forceful. It wasn't forceful. It was so easy. It was so effortless. I think that's the biggest thing that like life doesn't have to be hard. Mm. We constantly feel like, well, if we're not struggling, if we're not like paddling up this, you know, like that, like no pain, no gain type of thing. Yeah. But we make it painful. It doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. No. You can gain without the pain. I love that. You can gain without the pain. And when you understand your strategy and, and everything within your design – it helps you do that. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was having a conversation with someone today about, because I was doing a reading, and they were talking about this idea that, God, they feel like they're just so far behind, like they're not where they want to be, and they look at someone else, and they see certain things for them. So cool. And I was saying, you're the one adding the time, because when your gut tells you to do something, and you're like, well maybe I should. And you logic it. And yeah. you're like, your gut is just like going crazy. And are like, Oh my God, I, I feel it. I shouldn't, I should definitely not do this. And you do it anyway. And now you have like, you spend a month doing this and now you've got to spend like two months healing from it because it wasn't right for you. Yeah. And now you're reeling on the emotions and spiritually, like you have to go through all this transformation to clear that out and step into something new. I mean, you added the three months to the thing that could have yeah. taken a day. Wow. So
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> so for someone who doesn't have the gut response, mm-hmm. which is the other, the projectors and reflectors. Yeah. How, manifestors. like, what does that look like in, in, you know, how you're like, well, if it's your gut, then you know. Mm-hmm. So for the other ones, what is it like for them? It depends. There's so many different
1: uh, decision-making authorities. Got it. You have the emotions, for example, like we talked about mm-hmm. briefly, those people are gonna be purely emotional. You can be a projector and be emotional. You can be a manifester and be emotional. Got it. You have a uh, splenic authority, so that's gonna be more instinctual. They make things off like spidey senses. They just know so intuitively like in the now. Yeah. Got it. Yep. You have ego manifestors, which is more around uh like identity. Mm-hmm. Egoic. Yeah. It's an identity. Got it. And and um more so like like ego, like their sense of self. And then you also have people who are self-projected, right? Self-projectors are all about like identity. There's a higher knowing within them that Mm. speaks through their voice and bounces off people and and situations. So they need a trusted network to speak out loud, or they can look in a mirror and talk out loud about things. And this like higher voice speaks through them to Mm. give them the guidance they need. You have mental projectors who are much more, uh, they have to speak out loud to other people. Like they need other people to reflect versus... Um self-projectors don't need other people necessarily, but they can lean on them. So there are lots of different authorities, but the key is just to learn that which is yours and then mm. honor that as much as possible.
0: So learn and honor your authority. Yeah. And live by your strategy. Yes. Yeah. Which is for generators wait to respond.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. for me, my authority is sacral. The gut.
1: Yeah. 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 And as long as you
0: respond to things you wait and respond and you trust your gut everything will work out for you so for uh, the other generators listening waiting to respond when it comes to your business looks like what
1: (laughs) that's a great question (laughs) so for example your clients or your audience might be asking for certain things or they might share certain stuff And when you're thinking, hey, what should I create, rather than trying to create it in isolation, especially if you're anything beyond single definition, uh, it looks like responding to what they're saying in the comments and creating something in response to what you're seeing in the environment. Um, Let's see, waiting to respond. Again, it could be like you're thinking about a collaboration and you see someone else doing something and you say, mm. oh, I can respond with that. Or maybe it inspires you to do something as well. Um, there are cledons or there are clues around there. So it's not about not doing anything. It's just about you get this gut hit. And the inspiration come from anywhere. Like you go on a walk today or you go on a bike ride yeah. and you run into something and you're like, oh my God, I got to take action on this. And you respond. So there's constant response in your life. It's just about tuning into the subtleties and and really getting to that embodiment where you're able to pick up what direction your body, your truth, is pointing you to uh, when those clues, when those things to respond to come
0: up and come into your aura. That makes sense. And that's a lot of different ways that you can respond to things Mm -hmm. outside of just asking your audience, but like paying attention to, again, the signs, like we said in the beginning, um, and just listening to your gut when it, when that comes up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's very simple, but it's not easy.
0: <laughs> but once you like continue practicing it, it becomes more easy. Embodied, Embody. It becomes
1: yeah. more practice. You get it into your muscle memory, basically. Got it. Like Ross says, the guy who channeled the system says it's a seven year deconditioning process.
0: Mm. I say, I mean, it's because. Some people, I, I, I feel like I know some people who agree and don't agree with that. I mm. um,
1: well, just direct from Raw, the guy
0: who it, he says the seven-year deconditioning process.
1: And what I've noticed is that is that there is a tendency, especially in our culture, to want to do it faster. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to take seven years? Why do I have to do that? Like it should just move. But ultimately most of us encounter human design beyond the age of seven. And the thing is too, if you raise a child in the environment, like that was part of why raw channeled the system, like why it was so important for him to get the message out mm-hmm. was for families so that they could raise their children in the environment that's right for them. So that if you grow up living by your design, you're not having oh, to move through it. all this
0: deconditioning. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that piece of it. Yeah. So in other words, most of us have already started those seven years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't know <laughs> Some when you capacity.
0: Yeah. And on top of that- As you discover more about who you are, you're you kind of naturally get more into alignment probably. Exactly. And on top of that, it's this idea that as you
1: go through the process, you're going to forget. You're going to fall prey to your conditioning. You're just going to, it's just going to happen. And instead of thinking like, ah, I knew I needed to follow my gut. Like, why didn't I do it? You can have compassion with yourself saying like- it takes time. And it's because your body has literally been programmed, like it's in your cells to ignore what's right for you. So it takes time. Like that's what they say. Like every seven years, you shed like every cell in your body and you become like, you're literally a new person. Same thing. Like you become a new person who now remembers home feels like honoring my gut. Mm. Home feels like trusting my emotions. Home feels like trusting in my self-projection. And then from there, it becomes more second nature to you mm. versus second nature tends to be for most of us what we've been conditioned to to believe or how to behave.
0: Wow. Um, I just like, as you were talking, I was having this like, so as you start living by your design and you become more embodied, you're essentially reprogramming yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to like belief systems, how does that come into play as you live by your design? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it shifts. So even whether you want it to or not, uh, this idea of your returns, like your Saturn's return, mm-hmm. your Uranus opposition, your Chiron's return, you go through these pivotal stages in your life, which we commonly think of as like quarter life crisis and midlife crisis and things like that, that end up shifting your fundamental beliefs about who you think you are what you think you're you're here to do and and I'm sure you experienced this too like sometime around 28 or so you left your your family unit and it's like the first time that you're really separate from your family your your upbringing your identity and you're deepening into like wait who am I Mm -hmm. it's like this I moved across the the
0: country when I was when I had my Saturn return there you go New York
1: yeah yeah And lots of things probably fell apart.
0: Everything was falling apart, literally. (laughs) That was actually when my personal training business, like I felt like I was a complete failure. Mm. Clients like moved, left, whatever. And I was working at a bar again. And I was like, oh man, I got to start from square one again. And I was self-employed. And so that all started happening, got into plant medicine, moved across the country. Yeah.
1: And started doing this work in, in, in a and way, showing work, up as yeah. a smarter self. Yeah. And listening to
0: my gut. That's yeah. how I created Spiritual space. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know all about this at that time.
1: Yeah, so it's a fundamental shift. And so this is the idea that when you deepen awareness around something, you're able to um, bring it more to the forefront or to live by it in a more intentional way rather than it happening, happening
0: haphazardly. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. so cool. This is so like... Fascinating. I'm, I'm excited to keep learning more and more about human design and yeah. incorporating the learnings into my work as yeah, well. It's powerful. What are your That's plans with uh, getting this out to more people and everything?
1: That's a great question. So I've been doing a lot of one-on-one readings uh, just because people demanded it of me. And so I was like, OK, I, I might as well do it. And then I also have uh, some group sessions that I'm doing where people can come together because I found there's this idea of ubuntu and this and it means in in so many words that a human being is a contradiction in terms that like you have to learn how to be a human being from being around other human beings and so as spirit having this human experience uh context is relevant and so i found that in being around other people and hearing like oh well that's their design especially people you know you can start to pick up what makes you unique, what makes you different, and also be able to relate to them better. Ah, so, so it could help relationships in a major way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Business partnerships, relationships, friendships, romantic or otherwise. It's family relationships as well. It really helps you to come from a place of compassion with others because you. oftentimes we expect other people to be like us. And when they're not, we get really upset by that. We get really triggered. We're like, why are they <laughs> selfish? Or why are they this? And it's like, they're literally not designed the way that you are. And that gives a certain level of empathy and understanding. So doing some group sessions just to give an introduction to human design and and how to honor their design and seeing how, oh, these are other people in the room and how their world is totally different from mine or how maybe they remind you of your brother who's a projector or your mom who's a manifester or your sister who's emotional or your best friend who is um a reflector so mm.
0: yeah that's so I'm exciting clubhouse. Clubhouse, i know you're <laughs> on clubhouse What what is your name on clubhouse uh oh human design I'm oh shit <laughs> at human design on clubhouse yeah, yeah you're killing it on there thank I see, you i, I haven't see been there so much value yeah, when i was weeks. on it yeah I think yeah me either yeah. i haven't been on it in a hot minute I'm so excited for everything that you're doing with this. Thank you. And I can see like, I, I just think that, I mean, you're, it's clearly like your thing oh, and you. I could just already see like your next, your next level mm. with this and infusing the human design piece to how a business owner's market and all yeah. like it just, you know, and just how to live a better life. Yeah. But like I, your gift, cause I know you, <laughs> <laughs> you too. is like really helping people share their gifts. Mm. And you do that in your way of with the marketing yeah, and like helping with that. But now also with the human design piece yeah. is like an added layer of helping people just be themselves and and do what they love and bring their gifts out, which means living their authentic life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I believe that entrepreneurship is its own path to self-actualization. Yeah. And so I always had this, like I have this um, method that I call the VIP method. It's all about vision, influence, and profit. And the reason it came forth for me was because oftentimes I'd go in and people just wanted the profit part. They wanted Mm -hmm. to like grow their business, improve their marketing, but they didn't know influence because they didn't know anything about their customer or their clients or their audience and how to support them. But also the vision had to come first because at the end of the day, you could know who your people are and how to profit from that all day. But if it's not in alignment with who you truly are, it's never going to work. It's never going to be sustainable. So this idea of, I know who I am. I know who I serve. I know how I serve. um, You're right. It has helped me because now I'm able to see people at a moment. Much deeper level to understand their motivations to see like why this business makes sense for them or how they can better show up as themselves to achieve greater success in their business and to be able to connect more deeply with their customers and their clients.
0: Mm, That's Mm -hmm. freaking awesome! Thank you so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. It was amazing. Um, do you want to let people know where they can connect with you or any last words you would love to share? Sure. I mean, there's my website, dot You
1: can always connect with me on Clubhouse. I haven't been on there lately, but when I am, it's always a great time. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually doing something special for all the spiritual boss babes. Oh, nice. So if you go to com slash SBB. Um, there's a little something special
0: there. Oh, cool. That so that it's a so mysterious nice. special <laughs> gift. She's believing the mystery. Yes. So mm-hmm. what is, what was that again? The website, sapphire.com slash SBB. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank this is amazing as always. I, I love I, you so much. I love you. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to share your magic.
1: Always. <laughs> Thank you for having me.
0: we